Welcome to the Trash Turtle Fancy Podcast. Howdy, 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 Chris. Hello, long time no talk. Man, I I haven't been in front of a microphone in a while, so this is uh this is definitely definitely an interesting experience again. I know, it, ironically enough, you haven't been in front of a microphone in probably equally the amount of time, at least not recording a podcast. No, um, not not recording a podcast. I think the last time we talked, you had longer hair. That was the thing that's noticeable of this. <laughs> yes, the, I. for those of you who don't know, and if you're in our Discord, you definitely know, uh, I used to have a man bun. I definitely don't anymore. I have, the ver- I have a very boring... Uh, traditional uh, I work in an office haircut. Um, <laughs> you look dapper. I think dapper is what I would use. Well, you're, you're much more positive about it. I don't I don't see. I've never been a person that minded hair. That's why it always got long because I never cared about it. Um, so anytime someone said it looked good, I was like, oh, yeah, thanks. I definitely worked really hard on it. <laughs> be positive. Uh, I think that's going to be like the theme of like today's podcast, too, is how positive Chris is about things and you like reining us back in. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, th- I mean, that's a great segue. I mean, what are we talking about today, Chris? Oh, about how we're having fun in FFPC and doing well. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm pumped. Like. All things considering, right, considering how many tr- just extreme landmines there were this year, I I feel pretty good. I mean, we could have been in a way worse position if we would have got players we actually wanted. That's the really funny part. Like, we really wanted Kyle Pitts. We were, you know, extremely disappointed when we didn't get Kyle Pitts. And I didn't want Mark Andrews and we didn't get either uh ironically enough we really wanted trey lance trey lance actually went in front of the quarterback we did take which was jalen hurts which turned out to be a great pick so it, it's it's just funny and fortunate that we dodged a lot of minds this year in a lot of ways we did i mean we didn't dodge all of them we have we have definitely had some bumps like everyone else but i think we should at least explain where we are um we're currently seven and three um, with 1,423 points, which puts us in third in both record and in placement for the playoffs currently. Um, with two weeks to go, this is a, a play round robin with 12 other teams, and week six was an all-play, which we won the all-play. Yes. Darn right we did. Um, <laughs> but that puts us at about, uh, we're currently, as of week 10, we are ranked 2,015th out of the 15,000 teams playing, which is not a bad setup. Not at all. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I'm pretty happy, like I said, with the state of our team. Um, I mean, we can we can sort of just jump right into it. I mean, there's obviously one big elephant in the room with how you and I left last time um, with and, and we, we've even talked about this so much since then about taking uh, Tony Pollard before Drake London uh, for a while there, for a while, it really seemed like I was going to be digging at you uh, for the entire year about the fact that we missed out on Drake London. Keeping in mind, Drake London's advanced numbers look absolutely fantastic, but obviously the produ- the actual production numbers are, are not there at all. His, his advanced numbers look amazing. He He looks like the next big thing, honestly, if you go from, you know, 
uh, yards per team pass attempt or, you know, market share numbers and anything like that. But obviously he's not leading to wins. And who is leading to wins? Tony Pollard. (laughs) You're right. I mean, so like I will put a caveat on this. Um, Mm -hmm. I think Tony Pollard's a great pick. Um, Has been very good for us. We'll probably talk about how we've kind of navigated the running back two position. Um, spoiler, we actually flexed a running back at one point. Uh, we flexed uh, multiple tight ends at one point. Yeah, but that's fun. Um, <laughs> uh, and especially in tight end premium, that's not nearly as, as crazy as, as you would think. Um, but I, I think that like one of the like big thinkings of what I've kind of seen at is that while Drake London wasn't the pick there, um, or I mean, and I agree, like, Dude looks fantastic. Looks very talented. You can you can tell he's like geared up for potentially having a quarterback that can throw next year. But like that offense is not not one you want to invest in, particularly with the wide receiver position. Um, so from that, I will take the L. I'm glad we have Pollard. I wish we drafted a lot of wide receivers. I wish we had more. I still wish we had more. Well, it, it's it's very funny that we feel weak at wide receiver for those for those who don't know uh, you know not everyone's gonna know we have aj brown michael Pittman, deontay johnson uh hunter renfro trelon burks jarvis landry and marquise brown for a team that you know we came out of the first 10 rounds with six wide receivers we feel pretty weak and obviously like looking back there there's guys we completely missed out on that kind of are or at one point were you know producing difference making numbers obviously it feels bad looking back at round eight and nine and seeing us we went sky Moore and trelon burks and then afterwards chris olave and garrett wilson went <laughs> yeah that's not great and- <laughs> that that's not fantastic but also those guys aren't really every week contributors either and you know neither are sky or trelon but um no i mean we we've we seemingly whiffed on most rookies so far does that mean that trelon burks isn't going to be a thing later well we'll see i don't know i heard some people in the dynasty channel say if they got hurt they're automatically bust so <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think we're safe to go ahead and wait on Trelon Burks. But we we did unfortunately as as much as it killed me, we did end up dropping you know Sky Moore just as a little spoiler. But um, I yeah. I do think we sort of. I mean, do you would you say we hit on tight end? Uh I don't know if a hit is the word. We didn't miss, right? We, did we didn't miss. Right, yeah. so we ended up on, on Gerald Everett, and we also had uh, Noah Fant, which we've dropped pretty quickly. We dropped week one, actually, after we saw the, the snap share, target share. Um, and we I, I won't mention the other tight end out of respect for you. But, uh, but the fact is, like, Gerald Everett's been solid. He's been, I think he's running expected tight end six, right? Yes. Um, he's... You know he's kind of benefiting from how chaotic the wide receiver room has been in in in, in LA and the Chargers. So like it's been fine. Like I, we have not felt like we've been struggling at that position. We're not obviously. We didn't have it like unless we weren't drafting McCaffrey at one. We didn't have a chance at at Kelsey or, or Andrews. And the one thing we did kind of make a decision on is that. We were going to wait. We thought about maybe going Dallas Goddard, but it didn't really fit, especially with us getting A.J. Brown in there. Um, And we were going to kind of pass. And 
that process looks great. Yeah. Because that basically was like, if you don't have Kelsey or Andrews, you pretty much didn't want to spend, and that's what we didn't spend. So from that perspective, I think we were successful. Do, this will make you feel better or worse. Uh, I'm excited to, to hear your reaction to this. But Gerald Everett, yes, he is tight end six in expected points with the exact same number of expected points as Kyle Pitts. I I think that's excited. I think because <laughs> Kyle Pitts went, what, like 2-8 in this draft? 2-9? Yeah. yeah. And we got Everett at 12... But Kyle Pitts isn't really producing difference-making production either. I, I, I don't really care too much about the cost, if whether or not you're producing difference-making production. Oh, I care about the cost, because that was, we, we would have passed up, we would have we passed up A.J. Brown if we were doing that instead, right? Like, I mean, yeah. it might have been Pittman, right? We've probably gone Pittman and that, but like... I just, that, I don't think it makes me feel better about Everett, I guess, I guess is my point, because neither are difference-making production. But ultimately, I, I do think the way you put it, that we didn't miss is a, is a great way of putting it. Yeah. That while, while we're not getting the super-duper spike weeks or anything like that from Gerald Everett, we're getting decently per- consistent production, you know? Like, it's not fantastic, it's not, you know, whatever, but... He, you know, he has the potential to have those weeks where he's going to get 60 yards and a touchdown. Yep. Um, and hopefully and we, he does that during the playoffs. Yeah. We, and we've adjusted too. we played uh, Kate Otten one week. Um, it's big week. The one week he did something. That was us. <laughs> yeah, that worked well. I mean, we played three tight ends that week. So like we were going to hit one way or another in one of them. Right. But um yeah, I mean, we the position that we, I don't I I don't feel bad about how we play tight end. I don't. I mean, our team is thoroughly. We haven't really felt bad about anything, right? Like no. we're running. Um, Jalen Hurts at quarterback, like that's been great. Like better, honestly, better than I expected. I was. You were definitely more on Jalen Hurts than I was, and I kudos to you on that. I would, was not expecting the performance we got. Outstanding. Um, like. The interesting thing this whole season has been the running back two position for us and how we've kind of navigated it. And I think we've done it fairly well up to this point. Um, I don't know how that's going to go weeks 11 and 12, but <laughs> to, yeah. To kinda, yeah, to give background, like here, here's kind of how our story's gone on, on, on running back two, because we're running Christian McCaffrey in, in the one spot and that looks fine. Um, Again, like I think people would be pretty upset with like I think people were more upset than they should have been about his performance in the first like the in his Panthers days. Like he yeah. wasn't killing us, right? He was fine. Um yeah. you know, but I am I am tilted by Elijah Mitchell out touching him on his first yeah. game back. We haven't talked about our waivers this week, but that will be that will definitely be something we talk about. <laughs> <laughs> um but like for our running back too, we started out did we play week one with Daryl Henderson? I think we did. Um, um, I can look. But but the first few weeks we played Hendo and it went well. And we also had Raheem Mostert who looked great. And mm-hmm. so we've worked that in. And then Tony Pollard was in there as well. And we kind of like for the first like, honestly, like eight, nine weeks, like kind of went through that game of like trying to play Pollard, Mostert, Daryl Henderson here yeah. and there. It wasn't until week three that Daryl Henderson put up that 17 yard performance total that we we really started being like, oh, OK, so we, we sort of have an issue here. Um, yeah. 
and, and we we kind of struggled for a little bit, but ultimately we were winning, right? Because we had true difference makers in many other positions, right? Marquise yeah. Brown picked up a lot of slack there. You know, Jalen Hurts, as you pointed out, Jalen Hurts, I want to say is like top three in quarterback expected points. So, and he is having, you know, true difference making production. And obviously we got Jalen Hurts in the sixth round as QB7, right? So right. D- really great pick, honestly. Like that's going to yeah. be a huge difference making pick yay us um, <laughs> yeah. and i mean most most of it as you said like he's been he was fantastic as a fill-in i actually this this was really sad while you were talking about that i was looking at our total you know total transactions and at one point we actually had Dante foreman for about a week or two and we actually ended up dropping him for matt Breda. um so that that's a little sad considering how productive Dante foreman has been but i mean in some ways, like, you know, we were talking about it before the show. We'd rather move fast than, and, and, and you know, be late on somebody than hold someone for way too long, right? We we don't want, you know, we want to move quickly sort of thing and, and not be not be reactive, I think, is a good way of putting it. Yeah, the decision around John to Foreman was we were looking at him and when when Christian McCaffrey was more like injury concerned and it was more like, Oh, we should probably hold him because there's probably value there. But also it's not an upside pick for us because we had McCaffrey at the time, because that was like handcuffing. And while that's fine, like I, I, I am less like, I have less issues with handcuffs than most people do in season wise in regular redraft, but in like this, like 15,000 team tournament, like, it didn't make sense. And so we eventually moved to Breda and I think we still have Breda um, mm-hmm. just as kind of an insurance policy there because we don't have Barkley. Right. Yeah. And, and so that's, that's kind of why we ended up dropping him. And then obviously everything moved. We we were trying to play the move with two. We tried to play with uh, Gusecki mm-hmm. to see if, if he got traded to a team that was more, way more interesting at tight end. Um, spoiler, he was well, not spoiler. We all know he wasn't. Um, <laughs> and and so, yeah, I mean, it's been a lot of we we've been pretty darn active on the the wire the whole time, which is surprising for like a 20, 20 player twelve team. Yeah. I mean, Grant, we have a kicker and a defense, which God, still kickers are weird. But, <laughs> but no, yeah. I mean, I, I I agree with you. I mean, I was just looking at this as well, and it was kind of funny that uh you know we actually had cameron Brait and mike or kate otten and i think that's a little bit funny that we've just been like attacking the tampa bay wide receivers this year but ironically enough you know the one time we actually had to start one of those people we actually did fantastic because kate otten had like 20 points that game but uh some interesting team construction sort of things uh I'll recap real quick some other you know things that we did. We we do we do have DeAndre Carter right now. He had kind of an interesting first game, uh, at you know in his relevant you know history, I guess. Um, Trelon Burks. We played him a week where he scored seventeen points. Like yeah, <laughs> we we got him for three dollars and a thousand 
$3 fab format. Like, <laughs> it was absolutely playable. It was great for three, best $3. That was all you, to be honest, because I was not sold at all. And you were like, no, we're not going to win them, but put $3. So I was fully expecting to win. I think it was Small JP Ryan. And and we ended up winning, you know, Carter. And I, I, I won't lie, I was a little disappointed because I actually wanted Small JP Ryan. But when we won Carter, and and he puts up 17 points. I was like, oh, God, I, I'm not going to tell Chris he was right. I mean, I'm not going to do that. I shouldn't do that. <laughs> well, P. Ryan also went for like 55. Yeah, like, we, we weren't going to win P. Ryan. We weren't gonna win win. No. Um, but the yeah, so I, I've you know, John Ray Carter. What else do we have? Trelon Burks is coming back. Uh, yeah, we should talk about our wide kind of the reason why we feel weak at wide receivers, because we've kind of been dealing with with like we had Landry, we we're happy with week one, and then that went bad. And then mm-hmm. we had Traylon Burks, who looked like he was the one receiver in Tennessee, which you cared about. And then obviously that was unfortunate with Turf Toe. And then Marquise Brown, um, which you know made that might look good coming after the bye. So that's yeah. exciting. Um, if we're playing week fourteen, we'll be playing week fourteen. Of course um, we are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's been a lot of like just trying to dodge. Uh, like that's that's kind of why I've been a, like I wish we had one more wide receiver, but also like we've gotten pr- somewhat hammered at, at at wide receiver. I mean, also like we had Sky Moore, we probably held on to him longer than we should have. It's tough with rookies because you're just trying to like give them time to build up, especially in like a twenty player, like a twenty team, a twenty player, twelve team format. Like mm-hmm. that, the wire is very very dead. Like yeah. I don't like Carter was I think. I mean that, and and our our nice big bid on like zero dollar zero burger of of Hunter Renfro, right? Um, we have there's not been much of like anything interesting on the wire for for wide receivers. Yeah, um, I was looking for a Cope Trelon Berg stat, and unfortunately, I can't even find one right now. Hopefully, it does get better. Uh, you know, Ryan Tannehill, I, I'm hopeful of that he's going to bounce back. Um, but my, my, my strategy there was I was looking at PFF receiving grade and I got no hope as Trelon Burks actually has a worse PFF receiving grade than Kyle Phillips, <laughs> who is also on his team as a rookie. Um, and Alec Pierce, Khalil Shakir, Jalen Virgil. I don't know who that is. Uh, right. Jalen Naylor, uh, Minnesota. Don't know who that is. Uh, but <laughs> So d- didn't find what I was looking for there. But no, I, I think I, it, we definitely feel weak. And I don't know. It, it, it's very cope of me to say in some ways, but like. I feel like I shouldn't feel weak with Deontay Johnson and Michael Pittman, but I absolutely do. Um, Pittman's been fine. Like Pittman, he hasn't been like that huge third round hit, but like. He, he's been consistent, especially because we're playing a PPR format. Like he's yeah. been getting catches. Like I've never really looked at his lines and been like, "Ugh." Whereas, like I've and, and honestly, the same way with Deontay Johnson and PPR, it's not been great, but it's been like, eh. yeah, you know, there's been there's been way way bigger like like issues, in, boy, yeah, way bigger issues and way bigger busts in those areas too. We had a lot of like wide receivers, which were like they weren't really like. Like Pittman is a great example of like, well, we picked him at three one. If we picked him at like five one, we would have been fine. Like that would not have been like that's yeah. the kind of value you expect out of it. But like 
at three, you're like, oh, I kind of wish it was getting a little bit more out of it, right? And that's kind of been a lot of our our wide receivers. I mean, granted, the, the alternative is, like, Marquise Brown was, like, going ham where we got him. But, you know, we know what happened with Marquise Brown, sadly. Um, Listen, he's going to come back. He's going to pop off. Just you wait. I, I mean, I told you the, the fun little, you know, stat about him is that I do think that he's, like, third or fourth in in expected points per game from a wide receiver perspective he was doing absolutely fantastic like i don't need to tell anybody how amazing his numbers were looking during that stretch he had a 17 target game i mean i mean we're not gonna have that coming back because no no we're not like that that was definitely like he was an early season play and like correct like absolutely beautiful early season play he, he mm-hmm. I, I i think he's still gonna be very playable it's not gonna be like yeah we're not getting 17 targets out of <laughs> well no he's got he's got that guy back with you know that they're, they're gonna get 13 targets a game because that other guy on the other side of the field's really good he's really um good. but and shocking to be honest because i i've been kind of critical of deandre hopkins the past two years that i actually sort of felt like he was a bad pick these past two years um, for many of the reasons that, you know, we've heard Ben Gratch and, you know, Sean Siegel talk about on, you know, stealing bananas and everything like that, that his numbers have kind of looked a little questionable here and there. And, he, you know, when he's been playing, he's been productive. So there's not a lot to say there. I mean, he's catching a lot of touchdowns for his target numbers, but, you know, He's he's been very productive, so yeah. I won't be I won't be critical of that because um, yeah. he is getting a lot of targets now. But you know, yeah, I mean, with when it comes to Pittman and, and Deontay, yeah, we have nine and ten, number nine and ten in wide receiver expected points. Um, they're just incredibly inefficient with those points um, and those targets. It, it's it's rough. You know, it's funny that A.J. Brown is overperforming his expected points by about as much as Deontay Johnson is underperforming. Averages, it works out. It works <laughs> out. And, like, we say, like, we're kind of, like, I don't want to, like, nag our team. Like, we are, it's very tough for us not to make the playoffs right now. Like, yeah. the setup is there's a team at 9-1. and one. Um, That team will likely have the one seed unless they lose both their last two games. Because, again, this is a 12-week format, so there's only two weeks left of the regular season. Mm-hmm. Um, there are three teams at 7-3, and three, right? Um, yeah. And the, that includes the team that has the most points. Um, so I'll give, like, the points. So the, the team with the most points at 7-3 is at 14-58. Um, the team at 9-1 is 14-35. We're at 14-23. So we're the teams in the 1400s. The other team at 7-3 and three is 13-70. Yeah. And then after that, like there is a dro- another drop off of like fifty points. So like we're a hundred yeah. points ahead of the teams in fifth on with two weeks to go. Yeah. And so the way the f- points go is it's the number one seed goes to the best record tie break by points. The number two seed goes to the the teams remaining the highest point total. Doesn't matter record. Third is then eliminating those two teams best record, and then fourth is points. Right. So realistically being in the top four in points in this set because the teams that are in like with a lot of wins have a lot of points like we're fine uh for us it's important to get the one two seed and at this point now that means we have to get second on points so we need to basically make up 30 points on the team in the lead uh 
And I think we're both basically through all of our... Oh, no, he has, like, three buys this week. Yeah, the number one team I was going to say, I was looking at his team, and I felt decent looking at it. Um, and he lost Goddard. Yeah, he he, he lost has, Goddard. He always commit and Higby, though, so it's like, that doesn't matter. Right? That's, yeah. just a, that's a push. <laughs> but in the number one team... Ironically enough, t- starting many players that I criticize more than anybody, including Brandon Cooks, he has Tyreek Hill on by and Tyler Lockett on by and Tua on by. So that that's a I would we, I, I I completely agree with you. We are uh, in a very good place, and it would be very shocking to miss the playoffs. I don't know that I didn't necessarily think that we have to get one first or second, but like I would really want first or second in this format just because of how rewarding it is to get those automatic bids into the you know the bigger format and everything like that. But um, I'm with you. I think I think we're in a, a pretty good place going forward. Um, I'm, I've, I feel pretty confident that in like four weeks we'll be talking. We'll have another podcast and we'll be talking about our matchup for week 14 and like how we're going to do the tournament. Because I, I still feel pretty good about this team. And like it's also a team that like we're getting players back. Right? Yeah. Well, do you know what's hilarious? We have not. We didn't have it in the show notes and we haven't mentioned it. I don't think we mentioned it. I mean, Christian Christian McCaffrey getting traded and his bye week changing completely flipped the script on our team. Oh yeah. So Christian McCaffrey originally had a week thirteen bye, which yeah. uh, the way this format works is week thirteen is a four week. The top four teams play. Winners go to week fourteen, and there's money for teams that play week fourteen. You get five hundred dollars for losing week fourteen, and you get there's varying ways you can cash out your win in 14 like you can get main event entries a multiple ffpc entries you can take cash um but we were kind of in a bit of a pinch of like well we can make it to the playoffs but now we're not gonna have cmc (laughs) week 13 and that was like okay we can maybe work around this but sure but with the bye week move we now have christian mccaffrey (laughs) in the playoffs which we might need now (laughs) it it was so i remember I don't remember like exactly what we were talking about, but I messaged you and you were like, what? What are you talking about? And I was like, Christian McCaffrey was just traded to the San Francisco 49ers. And you were like, the immediate thought in your mind was, no more week 13, bye. <laughs> Straight away. Straight away. Right. That's been like bothering me. Like the entire, well, like if you looked like in our position, right, we were, we were looking at probably we were gonna go hero RB, and we were looking at Jonathan Taylor and Christian McCaffrey. We mm-hmm. both agree that Christian McCaffrey was the player we preferred. Both of them have late buys. Yeah, yeah, you know. And so, like, you're in this point, like, well, in this format, like, there's a fair amount of money that happens week 13, 14. Like, this is not great. Yeah, <laughs> but we did it, anyway, and now we don't have to deal with that problem. <laughs> I mean, it, it's. Yes, the main thing, the main tournament is obviously a huge factor. It is. But at the exact same time, the week 13 matchup is worth $500. Yep. Minimum minimum week 13 matchup is worth $500. It's it's worth $500 to win, right? Because you win that. And then week 14 is worth uh, either like a thousand. I think if you do cash, I think it's $1,500 and a main event, you grand. So like somewhere in that range, right? Um, 
So if you win that thirteen, that week thirteen matchup, you're getting the first or second prize, which is five hundred or the fifteen hundred. Yep. So it, it's such a huge factor. We we cannot stress enough how huge of a deal it was to be told you get Christian McCaffrey week thirteen because that could have been the difference between us just getting into the larger tournament. You know, if we came in first or second, right? Which could have just been. You know, have fun, good, good run. <laughs> yeah, a good run. We, we we could have gotten the like you know subscription to footballguys.com or something like that, which you know they have a good value there, but they're not you know what you're here for. Yeah. Um, but you, if you win your week 13 matchup, you have made your money back from your team and a little more. Yeah. So and we're going to. I feel good about that. It's been fun. This has been a this has been a good time. I, I think. Uh, and Marquise Brown's going to come back in time and we're going to slaughter them all. <laughs> and and listen, I'm just I, I know exactly how to make you feel like we're going to win the week. 13 if you say Tony Pollard right now, I'm going to like disconnect. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm going to make you feel good about that matchup, because if Marquise Brown is back, our wide receiver spot will be full of wide or our flex spot will be full of wide receivers. That does make me happy. Although the triple yeah. tight end flex was really fun. <laughs> it was funny. But no, I mean, I, let's let's cap it off as, as we end up here. Let's cap it off with some final thoughts about what we think we've learned this year. I mean, obviously, it, it's funny for us to have started this podcast and said, man, we would have taken Kyle Pitts. We would have taken Trey Lance. We would have done this and that. And obviously we, you know, like I said, we dodged a lot of landmines, but what are some, you know, general things, and it doesn't just have to be about the draft or player takes, but what are some general things that you think you learned while playing this format? Uh, I have had, I don't know if I'd say I learned it, but I've definitely been like reinforced in that everyone that tells me that wide receiver is deep is lying to my face because <laughs> it is shallow. Like it drops off. It drops off and it drops up hard. And like, we're like, we've gotten lucky, but we've like, DeAndre Carter last week was lucky. Like, great that it worked out, but like, that, that situation is very much like trying to figure out, like, you're trying to like time big weeks and like, it's not fun. Like, I would much rather like have the confidence doing that with running backs. And like, it gets really sketchy really fast. Um, that I think that's kind of the thing that I've been like really reinforced in my head that wide receiver is not deep and is not deep. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I completely agree. I mean, yeah, I spent a lot of time, you know, all of this year talking about Deontay Johnson. I, I think there's no player I've talked about more this year than Deontay Johnson. Um, it's probably about right. Um, <laughs> And and yeah, you know, it's rough out there. You know, he has negative 40 expected fantasy points over expected. He's not producing what you need him to produce to even be relevant, honestly. But at the exact same time, I don't care what sort of decisions you're making. We would have never, ever justifiably started DeAndre Carter over Deontay Johnson. Never. There, there's never a justifiable way. And so someone can say, oh, it's deep because look what DeAndre Carter did last week. And hey, I'm glad because we had an emergency situation where we had to start DeAndre Carter last week. Sure, we didn't win. Um, 
rest up AJ Brown thinking of you in these uh, trying times. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, I'm glad that he was productive in that time. It kept our, our total points high and everything like that. But I am not never going to be the type of person that's going to rely on the type of player of DeAndre Carter in the long term. So I'm right there with you. Anyone that tells you wide receiver is deep is is just straight up lying wrong lying to my face. Maybe not lying to your face, but definitely lying to my face. Well, they're, they're <laughs> looking in a mirror and lying to themselves. <laughs> but no, I, I, oh, I they wish you looked this pretty. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, but no, th- this was great. I mean, if if I pointed out any one thing, actually, th- I just noticed this. I'll end it on this. We took Deontay Johnson over Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, that stings a little bit. A um, lot. A little bit. Not maybe a, lot. A, lot. A, a little bit. Well, yeah, I don't know. Um, but uh, no, this was fantastic. I, I, I really wanted to do this for a while just to give an update episode. And, and this is great because we're just a few weeks away from, you know, finding out one, the playoffs and two, you know, how we actually match up. And, you know, I'm with you. I'm, I'm positive going forward. I, I love doing this entire experience. That's for sure. I had a ton oh, wow. of fun. I probably would have had a lot less fun if we drafted Kyle Pitts and Trey Lance. Um, but I have had a great experience this year. I would have um, had so much fun if mark andrews fell one more spot and i had to spend a full minute convincing you to draft mark andrews let me tell you how great (laughs) this podcast would have been it's still kind of great i can still like half point out that whole fact fact but you know like it's it's honestly been great like the discussion we get to have discussions wednesdays after like all Mm -hmm. the waivers go through everywhere else and we sit there and we set our bid cues which like the site again like we talked about how we liked the site before and like it's definitely not pretty but like it's it's very yeah. functional and like waivers have been actually a pleasure to deal with yeah. um outside of the fact that they're just bare but um <laughs> that's kind right. of expected in that yeah i mean one thing i will say and, and I'll, I'll leave it on this because this is quite funny um speaking of waivers uh when we were preparing for this episode and, and doing the work um I pulled up Rotoviz and I was today years old that I found out Rotoviz has the FFPC waiver report on their website. Not once have I ever looked at that. And I will leave our viewers with one final thought to ponder. Are these the people I'm really listening to? We are the people that spent more money on Hunter Renfro than any other team in the entire FFPC Football Guys tournament. Congratulations us, week seven. We spent more money on Hunter Renfro than any other person has spent on Hunter Renfro this entire tournament at 478 fab dollars. Um, I will leave you all to ponder and question your podcast listening decisions going forward. But this has been fantastic, Chris. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to I'm looking for us doing well. And uh, yeah, who I, I'll, I'll, we'll talk in a few weeks. Let's do that. Let's <laughs> talk in a few weeks. When, when Hunter Renfro is the guy you need. We're dropping him in waivers this week. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs>